It's not hard to understand. There's a difference between luck and strategy. Luck is getting the last piece of pizza. Strategy is hiding it beforehand in a warm oven. Trust us. Strategy's better. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. We start our number two here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You are watching all across the Sports Grid Network, and I'm your host, Ben Stevens. In this second hour, a ton of college basketball talk and some college football talk mixed in as well. Also, some NBA focus with our guy Brian Fonseca from FanDuel and then Sports Illustrated's Kevin Sweeney. In the middle part of this second hour, he is a bracketologist. He's one of the best covering college basketball all throughout the college hoops realm. He gives us his thoughts on opening night of CBB and what things look like in the early week and how you can profit here moving forward. So let's focus on the opening night of college basketball. Not only some marquee matchups at Madison Square Garden, not far from us here in Midtown Manhattan at the Mecca at the world's most famous arena, but also the top two teams in the country in action. Gonzaga in a cupcake game against Dixie State, even without their head coach, Mark Few, who was suspended for only one game due to a DUI that he was charged for throughout the offseason. Does not matter. Gonzaga picks up a win over Dixie State. Does not matter from a basketball perspective, I should say. Gonzaga wins 97-63 in the season opener against Dixie State. Gonzaga was a 40-and-a-half-point favorite. Unfortunately, they do not cover that number to open up the year. But the Zags had four of their five starters score in double figures. The preseason wooden award favorite, Drew Timmy, plus 450 to win that award. 11 points last night for the Zags. However, the very talented freshman, the highest recruit in this past class, Chet Holmgren, a huge opening night in his collegiate basketball career. 14 points, 13 rebounds, seven blocks. Kevin Walsh brought this up on the early after yesterday on a Tuesday that Drew Timmy being the favorite was short odds at plus 450. The next closest was 10 to 1. Chet Holmgren at 20 to 1. What was good with that disparity? Well, one night in, Kevin Walsh looking pretty good in that take that he had here on the morning after yesterday, but a lot of basketball still remains to be played. Again, Gonzaga plus 650 as the very short favorites in comparison to win the national championship as well. So a 97 to 63 win in their season opener against Dixie State. Again, not covering a 40 and a half point number. We also didn't talk about this yesterday as we were correlating the future markets on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. It is always known that they dominate the West Coast Conference, the WCC. In fact, that is indicated also very strongly in the odds. Gonzaga, and it's peculiar to see, Gonzaga at the beginning of a season is a minus 3,000 favorite to win the WCC regular season title. Pretty much because they will go undefeated in conference action. But minus 3,000 as the season just gets started is a strong, strong mark for the Gonzaga Bulldogs as they move forward. A perfect 1-0 start to the year straight up, but... 0-1 against the spread. Got to keep Gonzaga a little bit humble as they go through the rest of this college basketball campaign. Also, the number two team in the country, the UCLA Bruins, opening up their season last night at home against Cal State Bakersfield, and it was an impressive performance for Mick Cronin's Bruins, winning last night by a final score of 95-58 to over CSU Bakersfield. 95 points in a season opener 
for the Bruins. They cover a 22.5 point spread, of which they were favored at home last night. The number two team in the country, but as we discussed yesterday, tied for the seventh shortest odds right now to win the national championship at 15 to 1. But a great start for the number two team in all the land, the UCLA Bruins, as we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after just getting underway. You are listening on Sirius XM, Channel 159, the mightier 1090, out on the West Coast. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. So Gonzaga, the number one team in the country, winning easily last night by 34 points over Dixie State. UCLA, one-upping that, winning by a large margin and posting 95 points in its season opener against Cal State Bakersfield and covering a 22.5 point spread, winning 95 to 58. Johnny Juzang, who we mentioned Drew Timmy, was the favorite at plus 450 to win the Wooden Award. Johnny Juzang for the UCLA Bruins, was one of those guys with the second shortest odds to win the Wooden Award. Tied there at 10 to 1. A great opening night performance for him. A game high 19 points for the UCLA Bruins. Tied for the top mark in terms of points racked up last night with his teammate Jules Bernard for UCLA, who also scored 19 points. You want some fun early on in the non conference slate to begin this college basketball season? Friday night out in Los Angeles at in Westwood, I believe at Pauley Pavilion, I'll double check that, where UCLA plays their home game, a matchup of a top four team as things start right now. UCLA, number two in the country, Villanova, number four. UCLA, Villanova, Friday night, Pac-12 after dark on the hardwood, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. When those odds are available, you know we will keep you updated for that outstanding college basketball game to begin this year. More than 70 games last night, across all of college basketball and as Jurinari told us in the opening hour unders hitting at a 70 percent clip across the country although with some of the marquee teams like ucla like gonzaga like kansas and michigan state last night like duke and kentucky in the champions classic some of those games going over with some very strong offensive performances coming up here in just a couple of minutes kevin sweeney will join the show from sports illustrated a college basketball reporter to break things down here in the early going not only recapping the opening night but getting you set for the season moving forward teams to know players to know and profits to be had we give you the winning edge all across the sports grid network coming up on the other side of the break from college hoops to college football my power five favorite matchups of this weekend five games in the power five we detail those games coming up here on the grid sirius xm channel 159 stay with us on the morning app sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. College football enters weekend number 11. Only three more weeks of the regular season. Now in the final month of this regular season, ahead of conference championship weekend, when the rankings really matter, right? CFP selection committee, I'll put that aside for right now and preview some great games that we have on the Saturday slate. 
all across the country. The Power Five conferences as you know them. The ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the SEC. We are going to go through our five favorite Power Five matchups for this upcoming weekend. Let's begin in alphabetical order, starting in the ACC. Set the clock about nine minutes. We rattle through five games right here, right now. In Winston-Salem this weekend, Wake Forest hosting NC State. Right now, the Demon Deacons, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under total, 66-and-a-half. The reason this game is so huge this upcoming Saturday, it could very well decide the Atlantic Division. Right now, in the ACC Championship market, Wake Forest has the second-shortest odds at plus 350, only behind Pitt, who plays in the Coastal. NC State, weirdly so, plus 500. In fact, NC State's odds got worse Following a win this past Saturday, 28-14 to 14 against Florida State when they covered as a 9.5-point favorite. Interesting there for NC State. In fact, the number might have been even smaller than that. But NC State winning by two touchdowns and even covering a number. They were 4-1 to one to win the ACC last weekend. And now... 5-1 to one ahead of a huge game against Wake Forest. Wake had their unbeaten season snapped last week on the road in Chapel Hill, but it did not affect their ACC standings as that game weirdly against North Carolina an ACC foe was booked on the schedule in the years past as a non-conference game. So Wake Forest still perfect in ACC competition. But what you should know for this game, NC State, already has the leg up in the Atlantic Division. They have already beaten Clemson. If they beat Wake Forest, they really control their own destiny to the Atlantic Championship and then the ACC Championship game. Wake Forest still has to play Clemson next week. So a huge game in the Atlantic. Again, Wake Forest right now, a two-and-a-half-point favorite against NC State. Wake 4-5 and five ATS this year. Meanwhile, NC State 6-3 and three against the number covering by more than a touchdown per game on average. They've only been booked as an underdog one other time this year. Have the Wolfpack. That was in a huge upset win over Clemson when they were a 10.5-point underdog, and they won that game outright in overtime. A huge game that could decide the Atlantic in the ACC. Now we move on to the Big Ten. And ranked number 19 now in the country in the latest CFP poll, the Purdue Boilermakers, who love to play the spoiler, the spoiler boilers as we know them here, now ranked 19th, Ohio State, moving up into the top four in the latest CFP poll. These two teams will face each other in Columbus this weekend. And look at that number, 20 and a half in favor of the Buckeyes with an over-under total of 61 and a half. It might be a blessing in disguise for Ohio State that Purdue is ranked now in the CFP poll because Purdue, after beating Michigan State last week, a top five team, has 17 wins all time, 17 all time as an unranked opponent against a team ranked in the top five. Ohio State is ranked in the top five, but Purdue is now also ranked. So maybe a blessing in disguise for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And that number is lofty. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me as a 20 and a half point favorite. Ohio State is 4-4-1 against the spread this year. They have been a 20 or more point favorite in four previous games. They have covered in all but one of those against Tulsa earlier on in the non-conference portion of their slate. Meanwhile, Purdue this year has been booked as an underdog five times. They are 3-2 and two against the spread as a dog this year. They are covering by an average margin of 6.8 points per game. And two of their three biggest wins... On the road against Iowa, who was ranked number two at the time as 11.5-point underdog. They won that game 24-7, to did Purdue. And then a couple of Saturdays ago, as a 7.5-point underdog against Nebraska, the Boilermakers also winning that game outright. So a 20.5-point underdog is Purdue this weekend against Ohio State. Can the Spoiler Boilers 
strike once again and cause even more chaos in the Big Ten Conference. Moving from the Big Ten, two numbers up to the Big 12, Oklahoma. Now we will know what the Sooners have ahead of them. Boomer or bust for OU and company entering this weekend. A five and a half point favorite on the road in Waco against Baylor. The over under total 62 and a half. Baylor is ranked 13th in the CFP poll. Oklahoma is still ranked 8th. They had a bye week this past week, got no further love from the committee. But Baylor, who is still ranked 13th, did lose last weekend as a 7.5-point road favorite on the road in TCU. Baylor still 6-3 and three against the spread, a better ATS mark than Oklahoma has. Baylor covering by 6.8 points per game. They've only been booked as an underdog twice before so far this season. Oklahoma, meanwhile, a perfect 9-0 and straight up, but it has not been easy for the Sooners, causing some cause, or excuse me, some pause and some hesitation when it comes to Oklahoma because they are 4-5 against the spread this year, not covering a number by an average margin of 4.6 points per game. Both of these teams have played six of their nine games to the over, so you see that over under total at 62.5. That is tied for the third highest over percentage for both Baylor and Oklahoma in all of the country at 66.7%. So again, Oklahoma, perfect 9-0, just 4-5 and five against the spread, a favorite this weekend on the road in Waco. They are minus 300 to win the Big 12 championship. They are minus 174 to make the college football playoff the third best odds out of any team right now in all of college football. So from the Big 12 to the Pac-12, we roll on with our Power 5 favorite matchups for week number 11 of the college football Saturday slate. Washington State on the road in the Pacific Northwest taking on Oregon. Oregon ranked third in the country. Washington State, a 13.5-point underdog, plus 440 on the money line. I'm not getting so brazen as to say that Wazoo has an opportunity to beat Oregon outright on Saturday night. The over-under total, 56.5. This is as good of a Pac-12 after dark game for us here on the East Coast as it gets. 10.30 p.m. Eastern kick between the number three team in the country and Wazoo, who is six and three against the spread. Washington State, with a very tumultuous season, has rallied behind the group they have right now in Pullman. Five and four straight up this year, six and three against the spread. They have won four of their last five games. They have covered in six straight. Six and three against the number is Washington State, and they are getting nearly two touchdowns on the road against Oregon. But you might be thinking, Oregon's the number three team in the country. They have to be great against the number, right? No. Oregon got their first win as a favorite last year, or last week, I should say, against Washington. The Ducks, just 1-6 ATS this year as a favorite, only beating Washington last Saturday, and Washington just 2-7 and seven against the number. Oregon, meanwhile, minus 125 as the odds-on favorites right now to win the Pac-12. Utah also in minus money at minus 105. Oregon and Utah play each other next Saturday in Salt Lake. A lot ahead for the number three team in the country, the Oregon Ducks. We finish off with a great SEC matchup this upcoming Saturday as well. Texas A&M laying two and a half points on the road in Oxford against Ole Miss. The over-under total is 55 and a half. Let's focus on that first and foremost. It is the lowest total for Ole Miss all year long by more than 10 points. Ole Miss has played three straight games to the under. In fact, six of their nine games have hit the under this year. Excuse me, four straight games to the under for the running Rebs. 
That is not something we expected entering this year. Meanwhile, Texas A&M also have played six of their nine games to an under by an average margin of 8.4 points per game. And A&M has the second best scoring defense in all of college football, only behind Georgia and only allowing 14.7 points per game. So 55 and a half for an Ole Miss game? That's kind of crazy when you think about other numbers they have been booked at this year, but four straight unders for the running Rebs. Six of nine unders overall. Six of the nine games for AM hitting the under as well. By the way, Texas AM has won four straight games. They have covered in each of those in the last three as a favorite as well. Still some hope for Texas AM to reach the SEC championship game. 80 to 1 right now are the Aggies to win the SEC. From college football back to college basketball, Kevin Sweeney joins the show next here on the morning after. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. Spider silk made from goat milk? It could save your life. Not science fiction. Fabric made of synthetic spider silk stronger than steel or Kevlar is being spun in mass quantities by biotech researchers at Utah State University by genetically modifying goats to contain the spider silk protein in their milk. Genetically engineered goat milk spider silk really has all sorts of amazing uses. Super strong automobile airbags. Bulletproof vests. Super lightweight high performance aircraft. Artificial human ligaments. Or ride a space elevator to orbit on an indestructible spider silk tether. Follow me at G Capelvo on Twitter and stay tuned to the Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. You're listening to Sports Grid, the home of the winning edge, carrying on the fine tradition of sports gaming from all the way back to ancient Rome. But they never had a mobile app. So count your blessings, Sporto. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. Very pleased to bring on Kevin Sweeney right now, the man we know as CBB Central in a very busy time of year for Mr. Kevin Sweeney, a sports and college basketball reporter for Sports Illustrated, joining the show right now. Kevin, a great time to have you here as we get set for the start of this college basketball season. How was your opening night to the 2021-22 campaign? It, it was a blast, Ben. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to have it back. There's so much going on on opening night. I think there were more Division One games last night than there's ever been in a single day. So, lots of track. Uh, my phone was getting refreshed constantly. Uh, but uh, glad we're, we're officially underway here. And Kevin was covering Loyola Chicago last night against Coppin State. That's how you know he is so indebted to college basketball. Again, a college basketball reporter 
for Sports Illustrated. But Kevin, let's focus on one of the more marquee matchups last night. Not far away from us here in Midtown Manhattan at the Mecca, Kentucky and Duke. In the nightcap of the Champions Classic, Duke looking pretty impressive, winning 79-71, to covering as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and that total going over. The start of the farewell tour for Coach K. What did you make of the Blue Devils' performance last night? Yeah, I was really impressed. You know, I think we expected Paolo Bencaro to be as good as he was, but, you know, the impact that Trevor Heels made, the fellow freshman, was really impressive. I mean, he is a, uh, a big-time player. He reminds me a lot of Gary Trent Jr., uh, who played at Duke a couple years ago and was an impact player. They've got good role players around um, Ben Caro, but but Keels looked like a second star, and, and that's huge. I, I was really impressed with Duke. I think you know I was already in on them as the ACC favorites. I think now even more so. I'm pretty confident this is going to be a pretty special Duke team. Duke right now tied for the seventh shortest odds to win the national championship. Kentucky not far behind them. We saw Kansas look really good at the Garden last night, beating Michigan State. And, of course, Gonzaga as the favorites right now, plus 650. Kevin, Gonzaga also plus 115. Very short odds to make the Final Four. Obviously, predicting that at this point of the year, still in early November, is very difficult to do. But as you look at who might factor into the Final Four, who are a couple of teams outside of Gonzaga that college basketball fans should know right now? Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about where Gonzaga's at, just kind of as a program. Um, you know, I think Kansas, who we saw last night at the Champions Classic, is in great shape just because they're so old, right? I think when you're you're looking for, for you know, in a year where there's so many teams that are flipping the roster, have transfers in, it's a team that brings back four starters and then adds a fifth-year point guard in Ray Martin. I, I feel pretty good about them. You know, Texas, to me, is a team I like as well in that regard. That's a group that, you know, is extremely talented. It's going to take them some time. They have one guy who's ever played for Chris Beard before, and he's a walk-on, but he's a special, special – this is a special team with, with real talent. And then I think – you know, the, the, the Big Ten trio of Michigan, uh, Purdue, and Illinois all have that, you know, clear Final Four upside with, you know, elite big men, all three of them, but also, I think, really talented guards that will allow them to win in March. Kevin, with your in-depth knowledge of college basketball, give us maybe a sleeper team or a couple of teams to monitor early on that maybe are not going to be a one or two seed by the time we get to March Madness, but could be a factor deep into the tournament by the time we get to March. Yeah, I think uh, one team I like there is is Texas Tech. You know, year one coach and Mark Adams. I think they might have some struggles early on. They're still getting Terrence Shannon eligible. He's their best player. He was going through the NBA draft process, and there's some questions about, you know, whether it was money taken or agents and like that. So he might be out a couple games to start the year. Uh, but this is a team that's supremely talented. It's a tremendous front court. Uh, I think they're going to defend. Certainly, Mark Adams, their coach, is known for. Uh, that defensive style and no middle defense that was really successful and was the key to Chris Beard's success at Tech. Uh, so I think they're talented. And they'll throw out Maryland as well as kind of an off-the-radar off the team a little bit. They have Ooh. four really outstanding players in Fat Russell, Eric Ayala, uh, Dante Scott, and Cutis Wahab. And when you have a core like that, you have a chance to do some special things. That is going to make our boss here, Kevin, on the morning after very, very happy. Greg Sussman, a proud Maryland grad. You will be invited back onto the show right now, Kevin Sweeney. Very well done. A college basketball reporter for Sports Illustrated. Maryland, by the way, 13-1 to to win the Big Ten. 
I think that's pretty good value on the Terps because that is going to be a conference with cream at the top, but still could be very, very competitive as we go on. So, Kevin, we talked about Gonzaga at the beginning. The favorites to win the national championship at plus 650. The best odds right now to make the Final Four with a very short number at plus 115. Another fascinating market on the Gonzaga Bulldogs right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook to be an undefeated national champion, which they were one game away from doing last season. To do that, plus 1,200, the yes having more juice at minus 2,400. What are the prospects like for the Zags to be able to accomplish this feat? I think it's a, a much steeper hill to climb than it was last year. Um, mostly because of their schedule. You know, you have a neutral game at UC, against UCLA, a neutral game against Duke, who looks very good. They have a, a game in Seattle against Alabama. You know, they have a neutral game against the Texas Tech team I just alluded to. So this is a tough schedule. They have a home game this weekend against Texas. They have a tough schedule. And also, you know, last year's team was so old. I think that helped them a lot. This year's team is a little bit younger. They're reliant on two freshman guards, Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas, to give them, you know, some impact production. I think, again, they're going to be really good. I think they have a very good chance to um, – they have a very good chance to, to win a national championship. But to me, seeing another undefeated regular season would be pretty surprising, uh, just given, I think, the depth of the college basketball landscape come out with the fact that you know, they are reliant on some younger guys who are still learning how to play at this level. Gonzaga right now, minus 3,000 on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the WCC regular season title. Minus 3,000 at the beginning of the season. I know they dominate that conference, but still pretty strong odds for the Gonzaga Bulldogs entering the rest of this campaign. Kevin, you are a proud Northwestern graduate of the glorious Big Ten Conference. In some parts of the country, they call me Big Ten Ben. You mentioned how the Big Ten is top-heavy this year with some teams that really could factor for a Final Four spot, maybe even cutting down the nets for the first time in 21 years out of the Big Ten Conference. And right now, when you look at those conference odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Purdue, the slight favorite at plus 260. Michigan, only 10 cents behind at plus 270. Ohio State, who was tested last night against Akron, the third shortest odds at plus 480. And then Illinois right there at plus 700. So who does Kevin Sweeney see emerging as the Big Ten regular season champions this year? I think Michigan's the best team. I think Juwan Howard is an elite coach, and Hunter Dickinson gives you that kind of centerpiece. But I think odds-wise, I love Illinois at seven to one. I think you know Curbelo is a guy at point guard where you know maybe in the non-conference he turns it over a little too much because he takes a lot of risks, he gambles, but he is a talented, talented kid. And they have Kofi Coburn up front, who's arguably the best player in college basketball. They have shooting all around them, which will make uh, it really challenging to guard them because Curbelo is so good in the ball screen. I think Illinois has a real chance to go win the Big Ten. So, you know, I think those odds are really intriguing. But I think Michigan probably a, a, a cut above them right now if you were making me project on paper. But I think, you know, a team like Illinois has, has a real opportunity to make a move there. Kevin, we have been friends for a long time, talking college basketball for a long time. I think you know my take that I had from the end of last year that Purdue would be the Big Ten Conference champions in the regular season. I stick to that, even though they are booked as the favorites right now at plus 260. The value on Illinois, though, is a very good spot at plus 700. Michigan starts their season tonight against Buffalo, a 12.5-point home favorite are the Wolverines this evening, a part of a slew of games that begin this opening week in college basketball. What are a couple of the games you are most focused on for this evening's contest? Yeah, I mean, that Buffalo game is really intriguing because Buffalo is very talented. They're the Mid-American Conference favorites. They're athletic one through five. 
Um, you know, they want to play fast. They, they, they will be a real test for Michigan. I think Michigan wins that game, you know, potentially very comfortably, but this is not, you know, your traditional, you know, walkover by game. This is going to be a challenge for them. Um, you know, there's there's some mid-major games I think will be will be entertaining. You know, like New Mexico has the first game of a new coach and in Richard Patino. And I think they're underdogs actually today against FAU at the pit, first time back at the pit in two years in Albuquerque. That'll yeah. be a fun game to watch. Uh, it's definitely a lighter slate as it always is the day after opening night. Uh, but you know, from from a national picture, I think that that Buffalo Michigan game is really the only has has a national impact. Michigan again, a twelve and a half point favorite against Buffalo. Some action also on the hardwood on this Wednesday. Ohio State last night, Kevin tested by another team out of the MAC at home in Columbus, narrowly escaping with a season opening win over Akron. We also had some upsets on the opening night. Namely, Virginia losing a Navy. UVA ranked in the top 25 entering this weekend. Are we concerned about the Who's moving forward this year? Yeah, I mean, it was concerning because entering the year, I had some lingering questions about their offense, and their offense did not exactly do anything to inspire confidence. They went eight and a half minutes down the stretch without scoring a point. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, Navy plays a grinded out style. They're the type of team that, that can give you some issues in a game like this, especially early in the season. But, you know, the lingering questions about the Virginia talent level uh, was down, were not answered. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they were not. And listen, as a Syracuse alum, I don't really care for UVA. So I wasn't too mad to see Navy knock off the Cavaliers last night. Kevin Sweeney, one of the best covering college hoops all across the country a college basketball reporter for sports illustrated also known to some as a resident bracketologist might we hear from kevin more throughout the year as we get closer to late february march i certainly believe so kevin as always thank you very much for your time thanks for coming on the morning after on this wednesday thanks as always ben Kevin, a very busy man this time of the year as college basketball has begun. The NBA in their first month of the season as well. We go to the association. Some action from the last night, action tonight. Looking at the overall big picture as well in the National Basketball Association. FanDuel's Brian Fonseca joins us next. Stay with us here on the morning after on The Grid. Sports professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your daily numbers game. NFL, FanDuel, DraftKings, PointsBet, BetMGM, the whole panoply of gaming operations and their deals going very well, you would expect with the NFL. But here's a new one. Aristocrat Gaming, 90 countries, 300 jurisdictions, branded NFL games across all casino floors as early as the 2023 season which will give an opportunity not just to generate increased revenue and excitement, but obviously more bets on a regular basis because these gamblers will have the opportunity to, quote, support their favorite team, even if it's just branding. And the NFL has jumped all in with all aspects of gaming now, 2023, and way beyond. Sports professor Rick Haro, Daily Numbers Game.
We're always here, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, fetching you expert perspectives on sports gaming, odds, and more. Kind of like a faithful dog without all that butt sniffing. We're the home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm your host. Ben Stevens. So from college basketball to professional basketball and the association, we welcome on FanDuel's Brian Fonseca right now for an NBA focus as we run through the NBA, looking at some games from last night, looking forward to some great games on the slate tonight, and also the overall picture in the NBA nearly a month into this regular season. Brian, first and foremost, thank you for coming on the morning after once again. Absolutely, Ben. Appreciate you having me back. So one of the games last night that I was most interested in, and only three games last night on a Tuesday for the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. Bucks in Philly last night. Philly without Joel Embiid right now. He's a part of the NBA's health and safety protocols. And the Bucks off to a pretty slow start this year, Brian. Entering last night, we're just 4-6, and six, but a 118-109 victory on the road over the Sixers. And the Bucks now 5-6, and six, also 5-6 and six against the spread. What have you made of Milwaukee's slow start, and what did you see last night from the Bucks that has you maybe a little bit more confident in where they could be going? Yeah, it's really injuries for me because Brooke Lopez is out. Drew Holiday's been out. He just came back. Um, Chris Middleton right now has COVID, so obviously, you know, hope that he gets back to, to speed at some point. Dante DiVincenzo's still out, and Bobby Portis was out for a good amount of time. He got the start yesterday, but... What I'm encouraged to see that I saw from Milwaukee yesterday was that Giannis, uh, his passing is one of the most underrated elements of his game. He only had four assists. I want to say he had more hockey assists, 31 and 16 also. But he's getting guys involved, as he should be. Uh, Grayson Allen is the only other Milwaukee Buck who has started all 11 games this season. He had 25 last night. And he has the second-best offensive rating on the team at 36 which is behind, obviously, only Giannis, and everyone else is in the negative. So Grayson Allen has actually been one of the Bucks' surprising revelations so far this season. And then Bobby Portis is somebody who I think can step up in big moments. He had some very good playoff moments last year. He's one of the more underrated guys that they have on the roster and is somebody that I thought should have gotten more love for six men of the year. Had 19 and 10 last night, shot about 52, 53% from the field last year, 47% from three and nearly seven feet yeah. tall. So obviously he could stretch the floor. Like they have some role players there, but until they get, you know, more of their guys back, then it's going to be difficult. But Drew Holiday back now, so he's, he's going to be working his way in. Brooke Lopez will see. Chris Middleton has to recover. But I think that their role guys are stepping up, and I'm not freaking out about uh, their start so far this season. Bobby Portis, we saw that through the Eastern Conference playoffs last year and then into the NBA championship as well. So the Bucks now 5-6 and six straight up, 5-6 and six against the spread. They covered as a 6.5-point road favorite last night. On the road yet again tonight in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. The Knicks, a current four-point home favorite, Brian. What do you think of this matchup tonight between the Knicks and the Bucks? Well, we're waiting to see if Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel are going to play because they're both questionable and have been questionable uh, due to injuries. And if one or both of those guys are out, I mean, we just talked about Bobby Portis on the inside. Giannis is going to have his way with that team because he's just going to be driving in and just creating havoc on the, in the, on the interior there, excuse me. 
And with the Milwaukee Bucks, like they're just going to have a wide open game if that's the case. Uh, if both of those guys are out, then forget it. Like I'm not taking a Nick bet uh, in the, if that's the case. But I will say that look, they're off to a good start. Um, they absolutely beat down the Bucks, particularly in the second half. The first time they played, I was out to dinner that night and I was in a bar restaurant type of deal and sort of just looked up and was like, "Hey, okay, the Bucks are winning as they're supposed to be." And look back, and it was in the third quarter, and the score had completely flipped, and the Knicks had taken control of the game on the road, mind mind you, and <laughs> were able to outscore them 57-35 in the second half and won, uh, I believe, by double digits. So Bucks are also on the second of a back-to-back. So if the Knicks do have an injury, that's still something they can take advantage of. But still, Julius Randle's doing Julius Randle things, and that's a good thing. His efficiency is not quite where it was yet, but again, only 11 or so games into the season. R.J. Barrett's numbers are roughly the same. He's the key for me for the Knicks this season if he can really take that next step. I'm looking for more of a a line that's around 20 points a game, maybe seven or eight rebounds a game because he can rebound so well from the guard spot. Maybe seven will be, you know, a little more generous here. And I think he has the potential to get, you know, four or so assists per game and be in the all-star conversation if things hit right. He's also had very good defensive moments, though the advanced analytics, if you're into that, don't necessarily reflect that. Um, You know, numbers can be liars too, but RJ Barrett, I think, can make an all-defensive case Uh, at his absolute best and you know Evan Fournier has been solid and then when you look at the point guard situation right Kemba Walker and Derrick Rose individually neither what they were and when point guards sort of get those injuries smaller guys it tends to dip down faster that said the combination of the two and being able to have one of those guys out there for 48 minutes if they're both healthy that is a big advantage for the Knicks that they've never had before because guys like Alfred Payton and a long time ago, like Chris Duhan, were out there playing point guard for them. So they've come a long way in that respect. A Chris Duhan shout out on the morning after on this Wednesday in early November. Absolutely love it, Brian. The Knicks a four-point favorite tonight at home in the Garden. The Nets a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on the road tonight in Orlando. You are in the greater New York City area. Just curiosity here. Are you more of a Knicks or Nets supporter at this point of the NBA season? <laughs> uh, I will I will opt out and say neither. Uh, I will say that I uh, grew up watching both because, you know, they happen to be in the area. My older brother was a Nets season ticket holder. And so then I went to a lot of Nets games. I also went to some Nets games, but he absolutely hated the Knicks and only wanted to see him lose. And uh, I used to cover the Nets at SB Nation for a period of time. And, yeah, that fan base is interesting. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Listen, Brian Fonseca, an objective journalist. That's how you know when he is giving you his expertise. It is coming from a very good spot. One of the games, Brian, I am very intrigued by tonight for an over-under total that's the biggest on the board. 229 for a matchup between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Charlotte Hornets. The Grizz, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. The reason I focus on this game, Brian, Charlotte has the most overs in all of the NBA this year. Nine games hitting the over for the Hornets on the early going of this NBA campaign. That's three more than the next closest in the NBA. What have you made of the Hornets? And the Grizzlies also off to a pretty good start, 7-3 and three against the spread. Yeah, a couple of players I want to look at here for sure. Uh, the Hornets, obviously, LaMelo Ball, which we talked about last yeah. time I was up here. LaMelo Ball has had some star-like performances at the course this year. Uh, the other day, I have him on one of my fantasy teams, and the other day I looked up and he had something along the lines of 15 assists and 12 rebounds, or that may be reversed, but like he's had some absolute games that are just, 
He's he's actually the best fantasy player on my team right now, which says something because I have a pretty stacked team. I ain't gonna lie to you, uh, but Lamelo Ball <laughs> is somebody who I'm expecting him to be in the All Star conversation. And then Miles Bridges, like I was looking at, you know, past most improved players, and Miles Bridges seems to be for me the front runner right now, uh, along with John Moran on the other side, who now he's taking and making threes pretty consistently, is shooting a respectable percentage where you have to kind of guard him out there. And what you're seeing now is because that's the case, he's being able to blow by guys even more effectively. We find guys in the corner and just finish at the rim. He's averaging around 26 points a game or something like that. And I think he's somebody who you could see him get to like 25 and potentially 10 assists also consistently. Um, we'll see what happens with the rest of the Grizzlies roster. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not having the season that a lot of people expected. A lot of people do get excited when he has his one good game every so often. But, uh, you know, until he can sort of make that consistent – and shoot better than 36%, I'm not really sure what to make of the Grizzlies. And he only has about six rebounds per game or so, despite being near seven feet tall. So you want to see that get picked up over time. But again, Miles Bridges from the Hornets is is the guy that I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to uh, now and moving forward because he is definitely my most improved player favorite right now. Uh, John Morant has better um, is, is actually the favorite on FanDuel, if you look. But I'm uh, totally against giving most improved player to somebody who was a top five pick, especially less than five years ago, because this is kind of what you expected. And Miles Bridges was not that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be glued to this game because these are two fun and exciting teams. The Hornets, especially because they have a lot of guys that are just worth watching on a nightly basis. Yeah, Jaw right now, the favorite to be the MIP, the most improved player at plus 270. Miles Bridges is not far behind at plus 410. You mentioned LaMelo Ball, 25, 15 rebounds, 11 assists against the Lakers just two nights ago. And speaking of that Lake show, at home inside Staples Center is a very familiar spot for the Lakers so far this year. They have played eight home games in 11 total contests so far at home again tonight as a four-and-a-half-point underdog against one of the best teams from the Eastern Conference in the early going, the Miami Heat. The Lakers at home, it's where they always have been, Brian, but the Heat also a very good side. How would you approach this matchup on a Wednesday evening? Well, the Heat uh, are a team that I've obviously been monitoring closely this year, and they have been very fun to watch, especially defensively. When they have their bad games, which they've had a couple of duds, one against the Celtics, one against the Nuggets, it's typically because they can't really get anything going on the offensive end and they're not getting enough stops. But usually they have it going more often than they don't. And typically that'll look like an ugly, well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Ugly to some people, maybe the casual fan, the Heat winning something along the lines of 101 to 88 and frustrating the other team. And, you know, the Lakers aren't going to have LeBron for an undetermined period of time. People are saying it could be weeks so I think that the Heat uh, who did beat the Lakers last year on the road if I recall correctly uh, are going to probably win this game as well um, the Lakers I mean look two two six man of the year favorites in this game by the way Tyler Hero and Carmelo Anthony I expected to see Tyler Hero there because that was my preseason pick for that award Carmelo Anthony has been it's been awesome this year so far and in, in, in spurts like maybe you could argue that the Lakers are playing too much of him but and he's definitely had a couple duds as well but they're relying on him a lot and he's been coming through as of late i don't think he's their biggest issue per se the thing is he's not going to stop anybody and the lakers as a whole can't really stop anybody which is part of their problem so you know kyle lowry his numbers aren't going to look gaudy to you for the miami Heat, but he's somebody who is really they call him qb1 down there in miami he's quarterbacking that team throwing out 
you know, um, outlet passes and, you know, hitting guys ahead with, with overhead passes on a fast break and really setting them up. So he's getting them out there and running, and that could be a big problem for the Lakers tonight. The Lakers in eight home games so far this year, just two and six against the spread. The third time they've been booked as an underdog so far this year, all three of those games without LeBron James. Quickly here, Brian, only about a minute left. A great game in the early portion of the slate. The Cleveland Cavaliers against the Washington Wizards. No, really, it's a great game. The Wizards, 7-3 against the number this year. The Cavs, the best record ATS in all of the NBA, 8-3 so far this year. Is this the best game of the night, Brian? I, I'm definitely going to be locked in. Uh, Colin Sexton, unfortunately, has a torn meniscus. But look, Darius Garland is somebody I love this year. He's right now, percentage-wise, the best pull-up three-point shooter in the NBA. He's over 47%. I think, I think Cole Anthony is right there. And Darius Garland, he's putting up what I call real point guard numbers. Just over 15 points a game, 7.6 assists per game. His shooting splits are right now 48, 44, and 85 uh, four turnovers mm. a game, which, you know, we want to cut that down a little bit, Darius, and we want the defense to improve, but still, real point guard efficiency. He's somebody who people tabbed as a most improved player contender before the season because, you know, Steph Curry sort of gave him his blessing, and people think that he's going to be really good. I'm optimistic about him. And then you got the Twin Towers, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen uh, for the Cavs. Uh, I think they're, you know, one of the best sort of duos to watch right now. And Jared Allen's just one player of the week, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And then with the Wizards, we'll see what happens but I think they have a very deep team and they're going to be absolutely dangerous this season. The Cavs, a three-point home underdog tonight against the Wizards. Brian Fonseca from FanDuel breaking down the association with us here on the morning after. We'll talk again very soon. More of the morning after up next. Pharrell on the bench. All this talk every week about the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I heard yesterday a thousand times they're the best team in the NFL. My ass. They are nowhere near the best team in the NFL. And this guy, they just keep glorifying him. He was this quarterback in Detroit, too. Same guy. I think he's overrated. It's Pharrell on the bench with Scott Pharrell. Weeknights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. On the home of the winning edge. The Sports Grid Radio Network. insights and expert perspectives you need to win and here's more good news it's free so stay tuned and get the winning edge this is sports grid radio on sirius xm let's round out our number two of the morning after on this wednesday with some fun in fact a fun fact you are listening to the morning after on Sirius XM channel 159 and watching all across the sports grid network I'm your host Ben Stevens but I am just one measly part of a wonderful team here on the morning after including our fearless executive producer Alex Fasano who gives you Fasano's fun fact of the day on this Wednesday November 10th 
2021. So we know the Chiefs and the Packers played this past Sunday. An uninspiring effort for a Chiefs team at home as a seven-point favorite against a Green Bay Packers team without Aaron Rodgers. But the Chiefs did win. They won 13-7. Offense, though, only generated 237 total yards on 63 plays, averaging a measly 3.8 yards per play. Patrick Mahomes clearly not the most efficient night either. 20 of 37 through the air, 166 yards, and a touchdown. Despite all of that, and here is Fasano's true fun fact, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is now tied for fifth all-time for the most wins in NFL history with former Packers head coach Curly Lambeau. An additional fun fact on top of that, Lambeau Field, named after Curly Lambeau. What a great name, by the way. I might name my son or daughter one day Curly. That would be pretty cool. Curly Lambeau, the founder of Lambeau Field, also tied with Andy Reid now for the fifth most wins in NFL history. If you're wondering the top four, that would be Tom Landry, Bill Belichick, George Hallis, and Don Shula. What a very fun fact from Alex Fasano here on this Wednesday to get you going at the midway point of your week at the midway point of this NFL season. The Green Bay Packers back at Lambeau Field, named after Curly Lambeau this upcoming Sunday, laying three and a half points as the home favorites against the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, that is the team right there. The Chiefs play the Raiders on Sunday night. I believe right now, as I last checked, Kansas City, a two and a half point favorite for that game. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three, happy hour on the other side of the break, right here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, channel 159. Stay with us after the break.